welcome to Next Week Tonight. Welcome back to Next Week Tonight, brought to you by Fusion Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Joshua, and we are on to Week 7. That's right, Week 7. Next Week Tonight, of course, keep you a week ahead of the competition, talking about ads to make before this week's games, trades you should be making, and more importantly in the coming weeks, streamers. Players you can be streaming, looking for those good matchups where you can pick up somebody who's not not typically owned and started, but maybe we can find some you know, diamonds in the rough here because week seven's a bad bye week. We'll get into it when we get into... Uh, the streamers will get into the players that you'll be needing to replace, but I'm just going to list the teams on by. It's Buffalo, Dallas, Jacksonville, the LA Chargers, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh. This is one of the bad ones, guys. There's a couple weeks uh, of, that are really bad when it comes to buys. This is the first bad one. So get used to it. This is This is our life for the next, what, Eight weeks, seven weeks, can't remember. Uh, it goes until like 14, week 14. So do the math. That's seven weeks. Eight, including week six, which has not been played. I'm recording this. I think they're, they're still playing in the fourth, um, in the Thursday night football game. So we are going to dive into it right away, quickly, doing this pretty good lately. I'm going to hit all of the players. And then if you need to get out of here, I understand. But then we're going to have more of our typical show, a little bit more like normal podcast, talk about other things and dig into my reasonings behind some of these. And then we'll recap and see what we can learn from past weeks, uh, both last week's streamers, actually be last week's ads and the week before that streamers, because that's when I was predicting week five. And we'll see how they did last week. All right. We're going to get into it now, but stick around. If you can, there's still a lot more to see, a lot more to hear, a lot more to learn, a lot more to dig into. Let's go. Ads before week six. And as always, for both the ads and the streamers, I am saying them in priority. Who would be first option of the ones I list? All right. So on the ads, I'm going to go with Preston Williams, wide receiver Miami. He's back. Chris more wide receiver Houston. Is it a fluke? It might not be. Demetrius Harris, tight end for Arizona Cardinals, stepped up with Max Williams going on IR. And just a reminder, this I'm going to say one name, but look for backup running backs and stash them. But I'm going to say Wayne Gallman specifically for a reason. You might need him in week seven, a really nice matchup. Mike Davis was beat up a little bit. He got a little bit more work last week. If that continues in week six, and should the worst happen, I hope not Mike Davis or Tatterson or anyone, but we need to have those guys ready to go. I'm not a handcuff guy when it comes to the draft, but now is the time to get handcuffs. Anybody's, everybody's. I don't care if it's your own. I don't care if it's your opponent's. There's not many out there. Get them. All right. Streamers. So quarterbacks, who are you missing for quarterback? If you have Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, 
or Ben Roethlisberger. All right, I kind of set him in the in order of probable impact. Okay, Allen or Herbert really going to hurt Prescott. A little bit disappointing later lately, but still a starter. Who are you going to replace him with? Well, look, we got some Ryan's for you here today. We got Matt Ryan, Dolphins uh, playing against the Dolphins, who give up the six most points to quarterback, and Ryan Tannehill playing, of course, Kansas City. We want those those high point scorings. I think you can finally go back to Tannehill's second most points to quarterback by Kansas City. Running backs, you're missing Zach Moss. This is not in order. I did not. I listed them in order of the the teams. I'll do it on the spot. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Zach Moss, James Robinson, Devin Singletary. That was wrong. Robinson should have been ahead of Najee. Anyway, that's who you're missing and need to replace. It's bad. It's it's going to get worse in a minute here, but we'll finish up running backs. Sonny Michelle, all right? Playing Detroit. They want to run it out, not stress Henderson out. He's actually been running pretty well, and I think he, he can. And he d- even did in, in New England. It just wasn't the best situation for him specifically, and he didn't do the most with it either. Kenny Gainwell, Kenneth. Now, he hasn't earned Kenneth lately he's Kenny Kenny Gainwell against the Raiders giving up the eighth most points to running backs could be worse right all right wide receiver here we go you're missing I'm not gonna put these in order at all okay warning you Stefan Diggs Emmanuel Sanders Cole Beasley Amari Cooper C.D. Lamb Galloper, Cedric Wilson, if you need him. Uh, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chanel, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. That's the bipocalypse right there, guys, for wide receiver. That's really bad. I've got two that are really like Randall Cobb playing against Washington. We're just going to keep picking up Washington. We did it last week. A little bit of teaser on the recap, but we did it last week. Marquez Callaway, Deonta Harris. All right. You can say there's no way I could predict it that those crazy touchdowns would have happened. But the fact is, when you're playing a bad defense, stuff happens. And it did. Randall Cobb. Really like him. Um, you could look for Alan Lazard in the past. You know, Rodgers has gone to Lazard. He liked Lazard in past years when other wide receivers were injured, such as Adams. But lately it's been Cobb. He'd be the go-to guy, assuming Adams is still healthy, and he's just going to be the next man up. Preston Williams already named him against Atlanta, who's, I mean, not terrible against the receivers, but I think it's just going to be a good matchup, a good game. This is We're getting deep here, guys, all right? Tight ends, you're going to be missing on by. Uh... Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, Jared Cook, and maybe even Tyler Conklin, especially if you're in a two-tight end league or something like that. You could have been starting him, streaming him. Um, I really love this one, guys. And remember, a lot. the reason we're going over these now is you can pick them up for free and before everyone's looking at their bye weeks and the guy who has Dawson Knox or Schultz is looking at their teams and they're like, oh, shoot, 
I need a tight end. And they're going to put a waiver claim. And now you have to compete against them when you could have just picked up CJ Uzoma for free playing against Baltimore in week seven, third most points to tight ends. That's a really nice option right there. And then I also mentioned him again, Demetrius Harris. Houston's given up the most points to tight end. Harris hasn't always been what was wanted to be going all the way back to the Kansas City Chiefs day. He was behind Kelsey. They went to, to Chicago, right? But he stepped up, got a lot of work when Max Williams got hurt. Potentials there. And lastly, I actually have a defense for you to look out for. They're a good defense that's usually owned, but San Francisco is on bye week six. So they might be dropped. So if you have room to stash them, and you have the Bills, the Chargers, Vikings. Um, I mean, hopefully one of those, because I really hope you don't have, you know, the the Jags or the Cowboys or the Steelers defense. But you never know. Um, that could be somebody you might need to stash. Would you stash a defense and a carry two defenses rather than carry... For example, we talked about Wayne Gallman. I would go for Wayne Gallman instead. Just to give you a feel for where we're at there, that's how it would be. I'd rather carry the running back. We've seen this with Khalil Herbert. Now, Damian Williams, who was you know our guy to pick up past weeks, um, but he's, he's po- positive for COVID, out at least this week. So Khalil Herbert, next man up. You would have wanted to have him. I think I did pick him up in one deep league. Great. Um, all right, guys. No no trades. I was looking all over thinking about trades, but I really wanted to focus on uh, these streamers. We had some good trades for you. I'll say, I'll keep saying trade for Allen Robinson. Because um, as I was going over the games, he can't be one of the players that's a streamer or anything like that, but Allen Robinson week seven is playing. Guess who? They are playing. Where to go? Tampa Bay. I knew it was Tampa Bay. They're playing Tampa Bay. All right. I think as long as Allen can stay, get and stay healthy. I know he's been a little beat up this week. A couple did not practices. So he's got this week six and then next week before a matchup against Tampa Bay. That's the comeback for Allen Robinson. If he's healthy, that's when you want him. And he's got a good little stretch beyond that of uh, matchups. And then they have bye week, I think week nine or 10. And it's mixed bags matchup by then. But maybe by that time, Fields will be more involved, more used to passing to Robinson instead of Mooney. And they'll be able to carry on a little bit more consistency from that point forward. I, obviously Mooney is probably owned, but that's who I'd go after is, is going to be Allen Robinson still not backing off of it. All right. I just traded for another share and I also traded for Zach Moss, who was a trade for and a pickup, you know, weeks ago, week two show or something like that. All right. So there you go, guys. All right. We're going to transition. If you have to go, thanks for joining you. See ya. But I hope you stayed. So we're going to talk a little bit um, 
why don't we go into these guys a little bit more, a couple of them. So Preston Williams, I was about ready to eat the L, as you say, on Mike Gusecki when I was saying he's not he's not good. But the thing is, Mike Gusecki can produce points when everything goes his way. And it's like the Dolphins continually, everything goes his way as far as injuries and everything because he needs to be the slot receiver. He needs to be a wider, well, it's not wide, it's slot. But he needs to be a slot receiver, right? When he has to just be a tight end receiver, he disappears. It's only when he's deliberately um, being forced the ball in a slot role because of injuries to wide receivers. And that's what we've had. Waddle has not been performing. Fuller got hurt. Parker's just all right. And so he's slipped in, stepped up as that third guy. But guess what? Every time over the last couple seasons that both Parker and Preston Williams have been healthy, Mike Gusecki's disappeared. And Preston Williams is back. He got uh, seven targets, five targets last week. He is looking pretty good. Interesting guy. Obviously, I had him as an ad. Um, sorry, yes, five targets, three receptions, 60 yards, couple, uh, where did I see that? Couple first downs. No, didn't have any first downs. Anyway, I was looking in the wrong row. We're going to get into that too, a little little behind the scenes about process and everything. We'll do that more towards the end of the show. Um, had a little bit of de debate online and seemed to be maybe people have, people have the wrong idea about this and what the stats I'm citing tell me. Um, it's not as simple as filtering by one column and there's the guys. All right, but when I look across the board at Preston Williams, I see somebody who was productive with what they got. So I want to take a chance on that. Um, at least it's going to be my Gusecki. And again, I'm not backing off the Gusecki. It was ready to, but Preston's back. Um, going back to the ads, Chris Moore, right? Is it a fluke? I don't think it necessarily has to be. It might be. Because Chris Moore seems to only do good against Patriots. But there's a reason for that. Patriots were shutting down Brandon Cooks. Um, look, you guys want a streamer for week six that I didn't think about? It's Cedric Wilson playing against the Patriots. Because the Patriots are going to shut down the other guys. So it's just it's too easy. Cedric Wilson's going to be the guy. I mean, maybe it'll be CD. I'm sure he and Amari will get there as that offense still force feeds it. But I think Cedric Wilson, he's an explosive kind of player too. So he can actually has the talent to do it. So we like Cedric Wilson for week six streamer. There you go. Bonus stream. Um, but anyway, back to Houston, Chris Moore. They, I mean, they let go of Anthony Miller. It was such a weird thing. The, the Texans did when they kind of need wide receivers. Nico Collins is still not off IR. He's still not activated. All they got is Cook out there. Uh, Pharaoh Brown, I think, is going to be back this week. He's a tight end who was involved in the re receiving passing game. But they really could use another guy. Maybe it's Chris Moore. Uh, so I really, I, I don't hate it in a deep league. All right. 
Demetrius Harris also deep league move, but um, we've liked this guy's profile for a long time. He hasn't produced though. Occasionally he'd have his games with a touchdown with the Chiefs, and then he disappeared after he left the Chiefs. Now he he, he pops up in Arizona. Um, I remember seeing him on there. I was like, oh, Demetrius Harris, it's a good spot for him. But then Max Williams starts getting involved, and you're like. Which is interesting to me because Max Williams is one of these prospects that he looked great. He's kind of like a Tyler Conklin too. Looked great. Didn't do much. Anything. Well, he's finally, Max Williams was finally starting to do something. I was this close to being able to victory lap on the guy who argued with me that Max Williams was a bust last year. And I said, I don't know. He's had injury. Great prospect. A little early. Running backs, tight ends, breakout later quite often well injured so Demetrius Harris there you go Wayne Gallman um I like him he's shown the ability multiple times in multiple locations both with the Giants and with the Niners to step up and produce as the backup running back when needed so I was surprised the Niners let him go and then he was a great match for the Falcons. So if Mike Davis is beat up again, maybe Patterson. There you go. All right. Let's dig in. There's not much digging on the quarterback streamers. It's, I mean, it's Matt Ryan versus the Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill against the Bucks. I mean, against the Chiefs. Apologies. Um, running back. So Sony Michelle. I said at the beginning of the season, talk with some people that when we saw Henderson's massive, you know, workload, uh, rushing share, people were, were all excited. And some people were really irritated because they're like, well, see, this is what they would have done with Acres, and he would have been better with it, which is quite possible. But one of the reasons they traded for Sony Michelle, and this is something they, this coaching staff, I don't remember precisely, but they were saying is, is, they need somebody to, to help give Henderson a breather because we've seen Henderson have these injuries when given a full-time load over the past couple seasons. Now, that happened to Akers, too, so there you go. Maybe he'd be in the same situation if he gave him all the work if his Achilles injury hadn't happened. But either way, I think they wanted to mix in somebody like they had Malcolm Brown mixed in with Henderson last year for the first half. But... Henderson's doing pretty well with it. But I think when it comes to a game, if they're winning this game by a decent margin, Sony Michelle's running really well in those situations. He's historically run well with a lead. Um, if you can just get him a gap, one cut, he can actually pick up some good yardage. He did that with the Patriots. It just, for most of the game, it wasn't a good fit. His style of everything, it just was not good. So I've really... I, being a Patriots fan, I really don't actually think Sonny Michel is that bad. He's not great, but he's he's a better than Malcolm Brown. All right, so if, if they want to split a little bit here in a game they have a lead, you could get some yardage, maybe a junk touchdown off of Sonny Michel. When it comes to running back, I, that's about as good as you can hope for right there. It's a good, nice matchup with a guy who isn't owned because that's rare 
Kenny Gainwell, Las Vegas. Um, Kenny, Gainwell gets involved in the passing game, and I could see this being a game where Las Vegas, where, I don't know, we're not seeing him that much so far against um, the Bucks. Not that I saw. It's been all four net, which I'm fine with. When, when we recap, I'll say it again, but I told you to trade for Lennon Fournette. Just saying. All right, wide receivers. Cobb, not much to say there. We already talked about Preston Williams. Not much to say there. Lazard, if you're in a deeper league, is not a bad option either. Wide receivers at a hole are going to eat against Washington. Tight ends. I really, really like the CJ Uzoma gun, guys. If I could like... I mean, I know I say him in priority, but I'm going by position. If I could just go top to bottom, all the positions priority, it's going to be Uzoma and then Michelle uh, and then Cobb as impact plays because you're going to get, I think, some good points out of him. Demetrius Harris, of course, we already had that conversation. Same thing for uh, the Niners defense. So that's all the streamers. Let's talk about uh recap all right let's have some fun uh not a ton of fun though let's look at back at week five results two shows ago guys this is nuts all right i'm, I'm literally talking about week seven before week six has even been played and i had a conversation with somebody and i I've talked about how I kind of called Emmanuel Sanders and I pointed out how it was like the full week ahead and they weren't they weren't willing seemingly to to admit that that was at all impressive as if after the first two games Sanders an old wide receiver on a new team didn't have less than 7 points in both those games. Yeah, he had 14 targets combined, 8 and 6, but he was doing nothing, 50% or less completion rate. Like, there was a lot of reasons to be concerned, okay? And ownership, rostership, whatever you want to say, across different platforms re reflected that. He was, like, around 20%. So, you know, doing it this far out, it's not, it ain't easy, all right? So just keep that in mind when we have our successes and when we have our failures. And week five definitely had its share of successes and failures. More so failures, rough streamer week. Sorry, guys. I said Goff against Minnesota. That game just started. The whole thing was just a dud. Even Cousins didn't have a great game either. Goff ended up 9.1 points. Not good. But Jameis Winston and my double, triple, quadruple done on the Saints versus Washington all hits. Okay. So Winston, 31.7 points. Fantastic. All right. Um, Callaway had 24.5 and Deontay Harris, 14.2 on a single target and reception for a long touchdown. I'll take it. All right. And the Callaway one was the end of the first half. Hail Mary touchdown. He had, he had other work though, but that was like half the points right there. Again, We'll take what we can get. Um, and then, of course, the defense scored you 10 points against Washington. So uh, successes across the board when it came to that game. And and just saying, Saints. 
Other than that, not so great across the board. Cole Beasley, just, I don't know, you're playing the Chiefs. You think you'd do something, but no, 1.5 points disappeared. Uh, Bateman won that kind of got postponed until uh, this week. Um, but even then, we, or I should say week seven, uh, not a great matchup in week six. Maybe should have been on the, the, the week seven matchup after all. Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is a pretty good defense, so he's going to get more involved. Uh, a trade four, maybe, but at this point, if people held on to him, you're not going to be able to get him for cheap. Then I said stream LaVisca Chenault. 6.8 points, not terrible, but you want double. You, you want 10 plus points. Running back Hines, I expressed my concern about this one and about how it could just turn into a you know, Jonathan Taylor game, and it and it did. Uh, I think he was the number one running back or something close, at least, depending on scoring. Uh, but I did say that you should be playing your Tampa Bay running backs. Fournette, of course, but maybe Ronald Jones against Miami. Fournette, 21 points. Ronald Jones, 4.6. Nope, nothing. Tight ends, much more successful. Uh, I said start Evan Ingram against... Uh, Dallas, uh, 9.5 points PPR, and Schultz, Dalton Schultz, uh, with 13.9. So those were two, I think, successful tight end streamers. Got you inside of the top 12, at least. Um, and then I also said stream Conklin, Tyler Conklin, 4.5. You can't win them all. You can't win them all. All right, so that was two weeks ago, week five show, streamers. Now, let's look at week six. And the players I was saying to add to pick up. Ricky Seals-Jones, that one worked out. He got 9.1 points in week five. And it's I think he's just going to continue uh, to to carve out a role there with no Logan Thomas in Washington. All right. And they keep playing these teams that have good offenses, at least average. And their defense is just terrible right now. So they Heineke's just keeps on going crazy. So even though they're a bad team, who cares? They're not even that bad offensively, really, with Heineke. Um, it's really just their defense is bad. And then we said Olamide Zacchaeus because Ridley and Gage were out, and he still did nothing. Pitts finally had his big breakout game. I don't mind. All right, that was it. There wasn't a ton of... Uh, ads and moves before uh, the week five games back in the week six show. So that officially concludes um, the ads and the streamers. But last week I said to trade for Allen Robinson, which we have yet to reap the rewards from that, but they are coming. And I said, you could do it in redraft or dynasty because especially in dynasty, the guy's a 28 year old prime receiver. He's got a couple years, okay? He's got a couple years. If Fields gets better, it's only going to get better. Fields is not going to just not throw the ball to Allen Robinson, all right? Come on. And then the crowning jewel said by Leonard Fournette in redraft instead of going after some more expensive starting running back um, to replace, you know, your... your. Well, now you got Saquon with his leg injury, um, but you also had Mixon beat up. Um, and we've got David Montgomery out a couple more weeks, but 
Leonard Fournette, 21 points last week. And this week, um, I'm not sure. He's got a couple touchdowns. He's got to have at least 17, 18 points. At least. Probably more at this point. A couple touchdowns, 40, 50 yards, something like that. So uh, several catches, actually. So he's probably up above 20 now that I think about it, in PPR at least. There you go. You're not going to be able to buy him cheap anymore. That was it. That was before the week's five games that he had a good game, and now he has another good game. Right before then, that was the time to buy. And even this week, I saw him being bought for cheap. I was really mad. Some put him on, some put him on the trading block, and somebody else swooped him in there, got him for a second in Dynasty League before I even saw it or noticed. Too many leagues at work, missed out. But I hope you got him because he's going to be a consistent running back two with a couple spike cornering back one weeks for the next four weeks or so, at least. Nice schedule. All right. Okay. There's our recap and, and all that. All right. So not much to victory lap on, but definitely going to talk about Leonard Fournette. And in a couple weeks, we're going to be talking about Allen Robinson too. Just wait, just wait and see. Um, we also talked about some streamers and players to add for week six. I'm going to hit on those real quick. Uh, probably some of them are not going to be, you're not going to be able to get now. But let's hit on real quick in case you're actually in a situation where you're just thinking about week six. And you can't even think about week seven yet because you're just stressed out about week six still. Well, you should have listened last week, but here, I'll give it to you right here, real quick. Taylor Heineke playing the Chiefs, all right? That's a stream. Quarterback Carson Wentz, and this is funny. Um, I don't know, looking back, because it could have gone either way. I don't know if I was trying to say Carson Wentz versus Houston, right? Um but that's not who they played. In, in week six, Indianapolis plays, where is it? Yeah, no, Houston, that's right. So, yeah, we just talked a bunch about that. But then I got back into week seven mode, and so I was thinking I was wrong. Right, week six, Houston, Wentz versus Houston, good stream. But in my own notes, I wrote Philadelphia versus Tampa Bay because that's who they're playing. But Carson Wentz isn't at Philadelphia, so that's one of those things like, Josh, you need sleep. But... All right, both of those work. Uh, Carson Wentz, still available until Sunday games, okay? And there's an early game, don't forget. Try to remember which one it is now. Shoot. Um, Malcolm Brown, if you need a running back. Miles Gaston's kind of took back the job last week, so I'm not sure how I feel about this one anymore. This was kind of a preemptive what happens if they really are done with Gaskin uh, that I thought Malcolm Brown would be the guy to benefit from that, but... Gaskin took it all back last week. Um, granted, it was in a situation where they needed to throw the ball a lot, so Gaskin's the guy for that. But playing against Jacksonville, maybe they'll go back to Malcolm Brown. Maybe he's still getting those touchdowns, goal line runs. We'll see. Wide receiver, I still like this one. Kendrick Bourne, Patriots playing the Cowboys. Love it. Alan Lazard, you can swap that for uh, for Cobb, Randall Cobb. 
either one of them, but I probably should have had Cobb instead of Lazard thinking back. Um, sometimes I, I start digging too deep and I'm like, no, no, Cobb is better. And I'm like, yeah, I know he's better, but yeah, he's available though. So I need to talk about Cobb first. All right. So I rectified that this week, but you, you have time to do it still right now. Okay. And then uh, Jalen Rager. Oh, that one's not going to work. They're already playing. He he could have a much bigger game so far. He's drawn a couple deep um, defensive pass interference. One of them he would have had if, if not for the interference. And if he'd stayed on his feet, he would have run for a touchdown. We're talking about a 50-yard touchdown. So I still like Jalen Rager. I know a lot of the stats aren't there, but that's where like we got to dig into it a little bit more. And we'll get into that after this. We have time. We're only 32 minutes in. I have some time to just... just chill out like a normal podcast see and here's the other thing we're gonna go we're gonna do this back to the old school because i i don't have you know it's tiresome editing all that stuff in over there i keep hitting this thing um it's a little tiresome so you can just listen i mean i i like to have something there so you don't have to watch me i feel bad for you watching me but, hey, that's how it is sometimes, guys. All right, so that's – oh, Hunter Henry. Patriots playing the Cowboys, but he's probably owned everywhere by now. He had a good week five, and people were picking him up. Before week five, you maybe could have had him. Not anymore. Should have listened. Okay, guys, that's it for all the streams, the ads, the weeks, the recap, the, the all of it. That's it. We're done with that part of it. Okay, now we can just talk about whatever, right? And I wanted to talk about my process a little bit, a little transparency here. So, again, like I referenced, was talking with somebody, and they didn't seem that impressed that I called Emmanuel Sanders. They were like, well, he got a whole bunch of targets. What did you think they were going to do? I'm like, well, I don't know. Lots of other players had that many targets who we don't think of as highly. Luke games happen. We're talking about two weeks worth of data when I called it before week three. And the key was that I was able to use air yards market share. Not just to identify, but to confirm. Yeah, I can see he's got 14 targets, but he's not really doing much with them. He's got a less than 50% completion, but I'm looking at the air yard target share air yards market share, which is meaning what percentage of air yards on the team, right? That's all. And he was up matched above with digs up above 30%. I'm like, okay, the completions will come, right? They'll come. Allen Robinson, I mean, Josh Allen had a couple bad games at the beginning of the season. That's going to improve. That's going to improve. Sure enough, it did. And yeah, there's lots of ways you could have come to that conclusion, but... So, doesn't mean, you know, just because there's lots of ways to come at the conclusion doesn't mean the way I came at it isn't also valid. So one thing I wanted to talk about, kind of referenced it. I should have referenced it earlier. It's relevant to the Demetrius Harris situation. Um, it's something I call, it's going to sound familiar, but listen carefully. It's not quite the same um, because it's... It, talking about vacated tight end targets, all right? Because there's something I call the law of conservation of tight end targets, 
where when there's an injury to its starting tight end or even uh, if there's two tight ends who are pretty even with each other, as soon as one of them gets injured or, of course, the starter, um, do not underestimate or dismiss how much work the remaining tight end will now get. I need to do a study. The hardest part about it, some kind of in-depth study on this, is just thinking and finding examples that, that you can test, right? But I challenge you, find me, think of a case where the leftover tight end after an injury um, did not see much more work than you thought he would. All right, we saw it with Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin last season, whereas it would have been split between the two of them when Jarwin was injured, it all went to Dalton Schultz. It doesn't get necessarily dispersed among everyone else. Sometimes a little bit, of course. It goes just to the other tight end instead because those were tight end targets. Except now it's all in one guy. So do not dismiss this going forward in the season. When a tight end gets injured, don't ignore it. Um, you, you should absolutely pay attention and go after it on waivers, whatever. So Demetrius Harris is a perfect example of this. Um, and then before that, we talked about Ricky Seals-Jones, right? So Logan Thomas was getting most of the tight end targets, and there was a couple here and there to Ricky Seals-Jones. And he had that court touchdown, of course, that one week, first week of Heineke. Heineke's throwing the ball too, so that helps. It's just all going to be Ricky Seals-Jones now. Now, they did pick up Chase Sternberger, which we mentioned before. Interesting to keep an eye on, but let's see what RHJ can do. And any point going forward, just think about this. Tight end targets. So, even though, you know, it's been Pitts, it's been both of the tight ends. If one of those tight ends gets hurt, the other one is going to blow up. And if it's Blake Jarwin, who is much lesser owned, then people will be fighting over him on waivers the next Wednesday, Tuesday. All right. So these are the things to look out for. Jacksonville, tight ends are involved. So that's Dan Arnold now. And because they weren't even great talented, but they seem to be involved. So Dan Arnold, maybe he should be should have been an ad slash trade target but he is an interesting player there you go all right middle of the season so it's time to start uh letting go some of our preconceived notions about players start admitting you know so that was one with fournette right i, I admitted last week in last week's show i was afraid for him because they had geo which i thought fournette could end up the tweener but instead he's just doing everything and he's been fantastic. And I last week I admitted it and said, go get him. There you go. Need to be able to do that. We need to be able to let go of the bad takes. Um Ikeseki was ready to let go of it. Mm, not quite yet. Not quite yet. We'll, we'll see how this Preston Williams thing go. Alright, guys. Uh thanks for uh joining me. All right. Um Please share, subscribe, whatever it takes. I'm trying to get the tweets out. 
Follow me at FusionFFB.com. Going to make sure it's up on the website, FusionFFB.com. I said that instead of the Twitter at. The Twitter is at FusionFFB. That's it. No.com. That's the website. You know how that works. Thanks for showing up, guys. Thanks for hanging out if you're still here. And we will see you next week on next week tonight, week eight. The buys keep coming. But we do need to start thinking about trades. So the for the for the for the you know the playoff run. Come on, for the playoff run. Aren't you for 5 no? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. We'll get you going here. You can make it up. All those teams that have been beating you, they have these amazing teams. They're gonna have teams on players on bye week two. Now's your chance to make that up, get back into contention. Okay. Let's go. Have a good one.